people talk about authenticity. I've heard that word a few times recently. They come around and they feel something that's not manufactured or forced. It's the Spirit of God. They come around and see that sincerity in you, that warmth, that heart. And uh, I'm just so glad to be a part of it. I appreciate my brothers and sisters so very much. And it is uh, so needed in these last days. And well, praise God. We're going to do our best just to get into the word of the Lord here. Let's ask God to help us. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your presence that's here already, God, just helping us and giving us what we need, Lord, when there is, Lord, so much that is in this world that God is so superficial. But, Lord, thank you for, Lord, just something down deep in our hearts, God, that you have done. And we ask you, please, to help us, Lord, to receive, Lord, just your fullness, God. That we can go out into this dark world and shine, Lord, with a bright light, God. Help each one here today. Help us, Lord, to be everything that you've called us to be. And, Lord, we'll give you all the praise. Bless this word to our hearts, our lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Jude, verse 20, says, But ye, beloved... Building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, and of some have compassion, making a difference. God bless you. You can be seated. These first two words in verse 20, but ye really are... Following up with the previous 19 verses, obviously, about the problems that are, well, we see here today. The Bible talks about the end times. So there would be a great falling away. I don't like talking about that too much. I don't like the idea that Jesus himself said that broad is the, the gate than the, and the path that leads to destruction. And many will be on that path. But the way to eternal life is narrow. Few there be that find it. I don't ever want to have a, 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 an attitude of arrogance, I'm so, but rather of thankfulness. Thank you, God, that I, that, that you have shown this to me. Thank you, God, for, for a revelation of who you are. You'll see over and over in these 19 verses prior to our text, just the, the God telling us to beware and giving us examples and showing us those that, 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 uh, that even amongst the church, the trouble that we will face. Amen. Don't be shocked. Don't be surprised. He said they will rise up. Even Paul said in, in the book of Acts, he said they'll rise up even amongst you trying to pull disciples to themselves. Wolves in sheep's clothing. But he says, but you. In the midst of trouble, in the midst of hypocrisy. Amen. 
In the midst of that, we have to be on guard. We have to focus. Don't, don't lose heart. Don't faint when there is adversity. Because there's going to be adversity. But God's given us everything we need to overcome battles. Everything that you will face, God's already seen it. God already knows it. You've got to get everything you can from him to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. More, the Bible says, than a conqueror. The battle's not too tough for you and Jesus. I know sometimes, oh, it's just too hard. You can't make it through an easy day by yourself. With man, it is what? Impossible. But with God, all things are possible. We can't make it on our own. And we are going to face battles. We are going to face trials, temptations. Don't, don't think yourself high-minded. The Bible says, says when, you, when you stand, take heed lest you fall. Understand we're all vulnerable and we can't just cruise through this. We've got to be vigilant. We've got to be diligent. We've got to do our best to, to be filled with His Spirit. I appreciate these testimonies tonight. I appreciate knowing that uh, there's some times I recognize when people come in and see some of you just really praying and really worshiping, see all that uh, emotion and see all that enthusiasm, excitement. And then they, they look at it and say, I, I don't understand a bit of that. That doesn't look like my religion. That doesn't look like what I call prayer or praising God, you know. But when you get a taste of it, When God really starts working down in the depths of your heart and bringing healing and bringing life. Oh, hallelujah. You can't help yourself. No wonder they said they thought they were drunk in the day of Pentecost. Something amazing was happening. Something that the law couldn't do. Something that the Old Testament couldn't do. Something that that was uh, brand new, but it's still going on today. Bible says... All these things are coming to pass. We're seeing, the Bible talks about because sin abounds, the love of many is going to wax cold. We're living in dark days. We're living in perilous, dangerous times is what the Bible says. And the Bible doesn't gloss that over. It's very clear of uh, of what uh, happens in men's hearts when they begin to 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 worship the creation more than the creator but ye but ye we have to have a clear vision of what we're called to do in these times it's not enough to say i see the problem it's not enough to be able to point the finger at what's wrong god what do you want me to do how do you want me to respond? What, what is my, uh, what is the, the, the commission that you have for me, the job you have for me? He says, I want you to make a difference. I want you to make a difference. Right where I put you. Because of Christ in you, I want you to make a difference. I don't know if I can, I can change anybody's mind, but I can make a difference. Amen. I can bring salt. I can bring a little bit of light into the corner where God's put me. Amen. You're going to have to make your decision. I can't, I can't save any one of you, but I can, I can 
tell you the truth and I can love you and I can try to make a difference. Amen. You know, in order to make a difference, you have to be different. There's a lot of churches that got, well, we're, well, you, you don't see any difference. You don't see that, that we've got something better. We've got something more. Amen. When you, uh, try to look and talk and act just like, uh, just like the world, when the word says don't love the world, come out from among them and be separate. That's what the word says. God changes us. We become a new creation in him. I don't look anything like I was before God got a hold of me. On so many levels, he has just transformed our lives. Hallelujah. But in order to make a difference, we have to be different. In order to make a difference, we have to have Jesus in our lives. It's going to change. Listen. Praise God. Not just something externally. We're going to talk about that later, but something down, down deep in our hearts is going to change. That's right. I know some people say, well, I've just been a Christian all my life. No, you haven't. All right. You must be born again. Yeah. Oh, I've lived for God ever, ever since I remember. If you haven't had a real born again experience, praise God, where you realize I was on my way just the same as anybody else down that broad road. But Jesus came into my life and changed my heart. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Religious people aren't saved people. Amen. Just because you go to church, it doesn't mean you're going to go to heaven. But when you are born again, when you turn away from an old life, amen, you say, well, I never did a lot of that ugly stuff that a lot of people do. I wasn't so much of a sinner. Your righteousness was as filthy rags. Your good works didn't impress God. You had to realize that self-righteousness. I was never... A druggie. I was never an alcoholic. There's a lot of things that I never did. That doesn't mean I wasn't on the same road as every one of them. Right. Amen. I've got nothing to boast about. Right. I've got nothing that I can say, look at me. I'm so much better than them. That's self-righteousness. Right. I was lost as anybody could be lost, but Jesus yeah. set me free. Amen. Right. He makes a difference in us. Right. Praise God. Matthew 23. Matthew 23, Jesus is talking to the scribes, the Pharisees, those that were doing a very poor job at representing God and his word. Isn't that right? And eight times he says, woe unto you. What's that mean? Woe unto you. That means you're in trouble. You are in trouble. You ought to be scared standing right there in your shoes the way you've been doing things. Woe unto you. You ought to be, you you ought to be frightened at how poorly you have done to represent God. That's what he was saying to the religious leaders of that day. Matthew 23, eight times, eight times he says, woe unto you. Here are two of them, verse 25, Matthew 23. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You know what a hypocrite is, right? It's an actor. Someone who is playing a part. Outwardly, they look like they got something. Amen. I, I don't know what you think about. I think we've kind of talked about this here recently. I don't know what you think about when you try to envision a, uh, a Pharisee, a modern-day Pharisee. 
I would suggest you stop trying to figure out what they look like and look at yourself and say, God, don't let me be one. Amen. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. I don't want this on a superficial level. Somebody recently listened to some preaching of ours on online and came back and said, I don't understand this verse about worshiping God in spirit and in truth. I want to know more about that. I want you to explain that to me. How important it is to recognize. I don't care what you say you believe. I don't care if you line up doctrinally. But if you don't have it down in your heart. This kind of worship isn't something you can sing along and, and, and maybe follow along in a hymnal. And not really connect with the spirit of God down in your heart. See this is something you can do. With, Jesus said they draw near to me with their lips. But what? Their hearts are far from me. Isn't that right? You ever do that? Sure you have. Get distracted. Singing the songs. Maybe you got your hand lifted. Maybe you're even doing a little bit of a wave. But your mind's a hundred miles away. Amen. Spirit and truth. That, that word spirit has a, has a little less on front of it. I believe we need the Holy Ghost in us. And I believe that is so, so important to a right relationship with God. He wants to fill you. He wants to give you this gift you heard about tonight. But when I worship him, I've got to have my spirit connected with his spirit. Amen. It's more than just my words. It's more than just just closing my eyes and lifting my hands. I believe in those things. But if your spirit is not engaged with his spirit, if it's not a truth, not only the truth of God's word, but down in my life that it is an honest sincerity that I'm giving him my all. I don't care what anybody thinks of how I look. I'm not worried about what somebody might be whispering behind me. They should be loving God, too. Amen. That's the farthest thing from my mind in honesty and sincerity and truth with my spirit. I'm loving God. Hallelujah. Woe unto you Pharisees, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. For you may clean the outside of the cup and platter, but within, within. See, I have the ability of making some decisions and cleaning some things up in my life. And that is Part of sanctification, don't get me wrong, but if I only clean up the outside and I've God never allowed God to cleanse my spirit, my mind, my heart, the real me, I'm a hypocrite. I'm playing a part. But they're within, they're full of extortion, excess, thou blind Pharisee. Listen to this now. This, This is so important because I know a lot of folks have got this Bad idea from bad preaching. Seriously. God don't care what's on the outside. He looks at the heart. He does look at the heart. But you change the heart, it will affect everything else in your life. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. It's going to affect you. You can dress modestly and still have lust in your heart. Right. But don't tell me you have a clean heart. And walk around looking like you're for sale. Well, praise the Lord. Just the truth. Within, look what it says. Cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter. That the outside of them may be clean also is what Jesus said. 
Why is that? Because every part of my life is under his lordship. And because he's cleansed my heart, I allow him to say, you know what? Every part of me and how people see me is so much more important now. Because I want to shine with the glory of God. And I don't want to set a stumbling block before anybody. Maybe that's good summer preaching. Amen. I I don't care how hot it is. Those folks out there walking around half-dressed or less, they're still hot too. Look at them. They're hot. Don't look long. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Well, it's the truth. Amen. The outside is going to be clean also. Praise God. That's what it says. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like whited sepulchers. You're like a tomb that's been painted very nicely on the outside. Whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but but are within, full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, outwardly, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. So important for the church to have a real experience with God that changes the heart. If you're going to make a difference, you have to be different. And that difference is going to happen with an experience that puts his spirit inside of you. And begins to change every part of your life. Last week we talked about forgiveness, didn't we? Talked about forgiving one another, how important it is. That we would forgive. When we're reading here, and maybe you turned away from it, I'm sure, in Jude, it says, having and of some have compassion. Somebody say compassion. Compassion, Compassion, making a difference. Jesus, you will see consistently being moved with compassion. I've heard a lot of people get excited, and I'm not saying it's not exciting to talk about miracles, signs, and wonders. I've heard of campaigns, ministries, healing ministries, deliverance ministries, healing, deliver campaigns where we want to see the power of God today. I believe in it. He's still the same. He still heals. He still delivers. He still sets free. Jesus' power to heal, deliver, and set free has very little to do with exhibiting power. It has a whole lot to do with the person who is sick and needs to be set free and is bound because he cares about the condition of the battle you're going through. Amen. Why is it so exciting to talk about signs and wonders and not call it a compassion. All right. Amen. Yeah. Loving people. All right. Amen. And why does it, is it not just a part of who we are? All right. Day by day. You know, you see in Acts the third chapter, Peter and John just going to pray. Yeah. It wasn't a campaign. It was just two Christians right. loving somebody enough to say, you know what? I'm not going to put money in your cup, but I'm going to pray for you in the name of Jesus. Because I care about you. Amen. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Amen. 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 Have compassion. Care about people. 
if we could see how important it is just to to see the need, to let it affect us. Amen? Aren't you glad Jesus is touched by the feelings of your infirmities? Yes, Isn't that one of the most, the greatest things about him? Well, brother was talking about what, why would he waste his time on me? He cares about you. He cares about every one of us. And if we have him in us and we're going to be what he's called us to be, we got to care about people. People are so hard to care about, aren't they? Yeah, we are, aren't we? We got a lot of things to make us feel like we've wasted his time. But God cared about us. And if he's in us, we're going to be like him. We're going to bear his fruit. I'll tell you what the Bible says about these end times. People are lovers of their own selves. That's the heart of every problem in your home. Selfishness. That's the heart of every problem in church. Selfishness. We put our needs above the needs of everybody else. We put what we want above everybody else's want. Amen. And that's nothing but problems. It's nothing but trouble. Jesus put our needs above his. Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, Sister Carmen, endured the pain of the cross so that we could be his children, his sons and daughters. He, he allowed himself to sac- be sacrificed so that we could have life. Amen. Amen. Yes, Praise the Lord. You, you want to you help that one out on the street? Praise God. You know, you know there are ministries out there. I, I say ministries. There's programs out there to, to feed and shelter the homeless. Praise God. And, and those, those people that have studied and put their lives into this, that's what they do, that's, that's what they're all about, they'll tell you, don't, don't, don't give them money. Praise God. They need, some, they need something more than that. You're enabling them to just go on and, and, and live on the streets. They need to hear you need to get out of that mess and come and, and, and we'll help find a job and we'll help them. And you know what the church has to do? The church can help them find Jesus. Amen. The church can tell, you know, you will not find, I know this is going to blow somebody's mind today, but when you find Jesus, he's, he's telling people to repent of sin. Say, wait a minute, he's feeding hungry and he's doing all that. He's helping people that, that are part of the covenant of God. There was a Syrophoenician woman one time who was not, she was not a child of God. And and he turned his back for a while until she just begged and said, Hey, can I get a crumb? He said, this is not for the, it's, it's, this is the children's bread. Right. Hey, you find in the book of Acts, I'm telling you what, they're, they're constantly sending money to the poor in Jerusalem. Right. They're helping them. But what are they doing in the streets of all of Asia and going into Greece? And they're starting churches is what they're doing. It don't matter if I can fill your belly. We might have a meal, but we're going to preach to you. Amen. We're going to tell you about Jesus. Yeah. I know there's a lot of social problems in the world, but the church is here to help people get to heaven. Hallelujah. Well, we're in a cold world. We're in a cold world. Show people compassion. Show people you do care. You get a chance to give somebody a meal, do it. But shine your light for Jesus. You, you enable somebody and help somebody find a place to, to sleep for the night. That's God bless you for that. Do it for Jesus. Amen. Bear good fruit. Show someone that they matter. 
Show someone, hey, listen, that counts in church. Yeah. Amen. I want to tell you what, this, this is a house of healing. This is a house, this is a hospital for souls. Amen. Don't, nobody's a waste of time. Nobody's a waste of time. Praise God. Some of you, when you first came around, and, and maybe not so much even at first, praise God. It's easy to cast judgment. It's easy to try to figure things out, try to make assumptions about each other, isn't it? Right. You don't know anything about any, anybody that you think you do. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. Just show them Jesus. Yeah. I tell you, I know. I, I, I feel like in my own life what I've, what I've tried to do is say, Lord, help me. Help me love people like you loved me. Yeah. Help me do... Yeah. Praise God. I know some Christians that, for whatever reason, they felt like they were helping me by making me feel uncomfortable. Amen. I I know preachers have already, I guess they felt like they were pretty righteous when they felt me, made me feel like I was hopeless. Sure. Made me feel uncomfortable. Made me feel foolish. Amen. And maybe I was foolish, but I just needed a good chance to be saved. Amen. We can be pretty foolish sometimes, can't we? It's so easy to try to set ourselves up to make ourselves feel better. But when we become ministers, Jesus said the greatest among you, let him be a minister. Let him be a servant. Let him, let him not just take the high road, but just to, to, to love and to serve and to be everything that Jesus has been to you. Hallelujah. We're living in a cold world. We're living in a world, I'm, I know, I know, there's a lot of challenges in this world. Yes, a lot of things we see, you know, uh, so many changes that are going on in the world and a lot of them are for good. Amen? Right. A lot of trends and the culture itself is just full of wickedness. Amen. We can get angry seeing things around us going from bad to worse. But if we are his people and we are his church and we have the answer that's going to help people get to heaven. You got to just lay that all aside and care about people. I don't care who they are. You know, I want to remind you of something. I I know this this is challenging for some of you. But when uh, when 9-11 happened. And uh, this country was was attacked. My first thought was, Lord, help us not start hating people that look like the people that attacked us. Because the only help that they'll have is Jesus. Amen. So I hate what they're doing with marriage and what they're doing with gender. It's so if anybody's going to be saved or delivered, it's going to be because of Christians being like Jesus. That's right. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Well, praise the Lord. You say, oh, man, they need a devil cast out of them. I believe in that. Yeah. It's not going to happen with a bad attitude. It's going to happen because somebody's being led by the Spirit. Right. It's not going to happen because you're yelling at somebody or showing somebody flesh and anger. Yeah. I know that's challenging. But Jesus was challenged when he saw my sin. Amen. Yes, sir. 
You think your sin was less of a stench to a holy God than anybody else's? Come on. We need to bear the fruit of Jesus. That's the whole point of our salvation. Being filled with his spirit is going to cause us to be filled with his character. Do you remember how he just put that woman at the well in her place because she was, what kind of harlot has five husbands and living shacked up with a guy? Do you remember how he made a mockery? No. Remember that woman who was a harlot at his feet and oh, how he, oh man, everybody saw how he was. No, no. Come on now. We need to pray. God help me make a difference. I've been in a lot of church meetings where I thought, you know, I believe every word's being preached, but I don't think some poor guy sitting in front of me that isn't lined up with that preaching is getting helped. He just feels so hurt and embarrassed and uncomfortable. How are we going to help people and make a difference? Amen. With compassion. With compassion. To show somebody that they matter. Wouldn't it be great to see somebody in heaven? Because you made a difference? Do you get to pick and choose? Do you get to say, well, that one seems more worthy of the blood of Jesus? Did Jesus tell you that? Did you pray that down? That kind of wisdom that said some people aren't worth your time? Because that doesn't sound like you were praying about that. When Jesus fills you, you're a new creature. You are bearing his fruit, his love, his joy, his peace, his patience, his self-control. Hallelujah. Hear this now. God, I pray that I can, I can bear it with consistency. When I'm having a bad day, you ever have a bad day? <laughs> I know. I know it's a day the Lord's made, but sometimes it's a challenge. How about a challenging day? Did you ever have a challenging day? For those of you that want to just hold me to it here, I want to be, I want to line up. Do you ever have a challenging day? Is that a few? Amen. Praise God. When I have a challenging day, my flesh and my will and, and all that good stuff, amen, all that bad stuff, it is uh, going to try to rise up. But I have to crucify that and still bring forth good fruit. I, I don't get to just say, hey, wait a minute. You know, forget about yesterday. I was in a bad mood. <laughs> and so I, 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 my fruit really wasn't spiritual. Amen. You got to apologize for that and make that right. And ask God to help you. Sometimes my challenging day with the challenging person God has put in my life. It's affecting me personally. Can you still be a Christian when you're hurt? Well, let's see. Follower of Christ, Jesus Christ in me. Did Jesus pray for them on the cross? How do we, what do we say about how he treated Judas? See, this is there. I have to be filled with his spirit. I have to be able to just love people in the midst of my storm. 
What if that's the only chance they get? What's that? What if they, that's the only time they're going to be in the house of God? And it was my, God wanted me to shine my light to them. What about that person on your job? What about that person you come across there somewhere out in the community? Bearing good fruit consistently. I can't afford to just stomp around. Praise the Lord. I, I want to I wanna be able to just rule my spirit well through Jesus. I want to be able to not feel like... There's just, I, I feel like there's sometimes people just, well, that's just, come on now. Nobody's perfect just because I acted like that. I was having a rough, I said, well, praise God. What are we going to do when things get difficult? What are we going to do when we really have some problems? What was Paul like when he was in prison? Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm singing, Silas. Just shut up. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> What did they have? Are we a book of Acts church? People have done me wrong. Amen. Sometimes we we really just need to recognize. We really need to recognize. And kind of got into this idea last week, this kind of vein, let me say, this theme of loving other people and the challenge of loving other people. When I told you that forgiving people is really going to help me have a better life. Amen. And I'll tell you, when you can get over yourself and just love other people, you're going to receive the blessing from that. Amen. No matter how, how, how much you, uh, are, no matter how many people you know or not, no matter where you are, just love and be everything God wants you to be in your home, in the church, in your neighborhood. Praise the Lord. Love people like you want to be loved. Isn't this who Jesus is? Isn't this what it's all about? I've had people come here uh, last several years. I just I, I started telling people it's come up. People say, well, you know what? Uh, at this church, you know, this rumor went around and, and people started assuming things about me. And I said, I want to tell you my policy. I don't care if the gossip came around and my wife, who I trust, just completely, if she came and said, you know what I heard or you know what, before I ever assume something that from you, I'm going to be a friend and talk to you first. I'm not going to already make up my mind and get angry at you because of what I heard from no matter who I heard it. Because I know what it's like to feel like people have already been the judge, jury, and executioner with me. So I promise you, before I hear it from anybody, amen. Not taking sides. I want to help you be saved. It's not about what I heard and what if somebody told me something, I'm gonna tell them how they can do better to help you. Amen. Because that's what I would want somebody to do for me. We've already made up our minds about so many people. We can look at them and figure them out. And you know what? We're we're really bad at it because we think we got the Holy Ghost whispering in our ear gossip. Oh, you know what God told me about that person? Probably not. God doesn't gossip. He doesn't. Oh, I've got some discernment there. No, no, no. You're just very suspicious. Amen. Kind of paranoid. Amen. And if you always assume the worst, yeah, you're probably right a lot of times because people do let you down. But there's no reason God just tells gossip to you so that you can 
stay away from people and give them a cold shoulder. That's not it. Hallelujah. That's not what God does. You can turn to this. You know, this is the one time. Here's the one time you can look at our screen and get the scripture. Because Daniel eleven thirty two talks about in the last days. Yep, I don't hear you all flipping there. <laughs> Such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flattery. He's talking about end times. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do what? Excellent. Hey, good job. <laughs> in the midst of tribulation. In the face of Antichrist, the people that know their God are going to be strong and do exploits. You can live for God with your boss. You can live for God. I know maybe people think I'm harsh. I've had people, oh, you don't know what I'm dealing with at home. I don't care if they're the devil themselves. You have the Holy Ghost. You don't have to act like a devil. You can stand up with a prayer life full of the Holy Ghost and still be a Christian. Oh, you don't know how hard it is. I know it gets hard. I know it's difficult. Amen. But I read in the Bible people who were persecuted. Read it in the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, all the things that people went through. Amen. I'm not saying it's not difficult. I'm saying greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. You can do exploits. You can do great things. But listen to me. If you just do what God's calling you to do, you can still be kind. You can still just do a kind deed to those around you and show compassion. Care about people. Well, praise God. Jude. If you, let's turn back to it. Jude. Because I just want to... Take another minute. Just read the next verse there. Keep yourselves. Well, let's back up. Jude 1, verse 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I guess that kind of means a little bit more now that I got done preaching all this, right? I better build some things up. I better pray in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And if some have compassion, making a difference. You can make a difference. Let me say it this way. God's called you to make a difference. God's called you to bring the character, the fruit of the Spirit of Christ into, into your situation. Let people see that, that Jesus is alive through you. Have compassion, making a difference. There's nothing that can make a difference more than when people realize you care about what they're facing. You care about them. It matters to you. It goes on in verse 23. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Every now and then, a little bit of zeal comes up. Every now and then, you have an opportunity to say, listen. You know, I care, but I got to tell you the truth. We need to get out of this fire. We need to get out of this fire. We need to, we need to move. Amen. 
hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. God wants to make a difference through us, through each one of us. A difference in the lives of those around you. A difference in your home. A difference on your job. A difference in your neighborhood. Wherever else God would work through you. Praise God. Right there. Say, well, I, I'm, I'm not out there like, uh, like this brother is. I'm not out there like this sister is. Right there where you are. You can make a difference through the power of God that's in you. Start by caring about people. Where are the signs? Where are the miracles? Where are the, where are the healings? Where are the, where's the compassion? Where's the people that care? Where's the people that see somebody hurting and it, it causes them to, to feel that pain, feel that empathy? Because that's what Jesus did. He came and bore our sins. He bore our shame. He bore our reproach. And he's in us. We have responsibility. God's called us to make a difference. Let's bow our heads in prayer. What a responsibility we have. Selfishness is really what we need to ask God to help us get rid of. Let me be more like you, God. Selfless, loving, serving, giving. Kind of love this Bible talks about says we love one another. We, we give up our lives for one another. It's a lot of love. I know I'm preaching to a church that filled with kindness, filled with with love. I see it. I experience it for myself. And I'm so thankful. But in myself, I say, God, I want to see a super I want to I want to be that supernatural. Love, compassion. I believe that's where the power of prayer is. When God's Spirit is dwelling in you and you stop and you pray with somebody. You see their hurt. You see their their trouble and it matters to you. We're in such a hurry sometimes. We're so concerned with our scheduling and our, you know, Like I said earlier, Peter and John, they just stopped along the wayside to pray. God performed a miracle. Can we just take this message and pray? Lord, help me love like you love. Help me to have the compassion, the heart of care that you have for the people around me. praying for my brother's lost loved ones, my sister's lost family, like they were my own. Praying for the people around me like I would want somebody praying for me. Come on, let's find a place to pray. Lord, help me not to be a hypocrite. Help me, Lord.
I recognize in a lot of different movements that go on in the world, they're looking for that that kind of love that Jesus has. But sadly, the church has let so many people down. They've given up on Jesus because they've given up on Christians. How, what a responsibility we have to be real, to care, to serve. Hallelujah. Fill us up, Lord. Fill us up with your love, with your kindness, God, and help us, Lord, to to go above and beyond, Lord, even when we have to turn the other cheek, even when we have to go the extra mile. Help us, Lord, to be everything that you, Lord, have put in our hearts. Let's all stand, God, again. We thank you for just the beautiful presence of your your spirit here tonight, God, and of your word. Help us, I pray, to take it out of these these four walls, God, and to just shine in this community, God. We love you. We thank you, Lord. Keep us safe as we travel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church.